We're getting started with week three of our common rule. It's day 15. We've been learning a rhythm of life that nudges us toward Jesus every day. We've been doing this by learning a new set of habits. And this week, we're going to push even more deeply into this new way of living. Now, some people use the idea of dieting or physical training to talk about the power of habits. I remember my mom telling me as a young boy, you are what you eat. It's true. We are learning that we become what we habitually do. Some people use the word liturgy to talk about this process. That word liturgy is made up of two ancient roots, meaning meaning public and working. Maybe you've heard that word as used as a term for ministers as they're leading in worship. They use a liturgy. But what it means most basically is a practice of life that turns us Godward. It's the process by which practices become ingrained in us and shape us so that we live to serve God. Now, this is Monday, January 18th, day 15, and our morning prayer and scripture. Our scripture text for this morning comes from Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Just one verse. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, this scene we've jumped into in Matthew 4 is the temptation of Jesus by the evil one. And the plan of Satan is pretty simple. He wants to distract Jesus from his mission and from doing the will of the Father. He used three major temptations, just like the first ones he used with Adam and Eve in the garden. In truth, Satan is not creative. He does the same thing with each of us. He tempts us to feed our appetite. He tempts us to pursue our own ambitions rather than God's will and to seek our identity and approval apart from God's love and grace. And each time, Jesus responds to Satan using the word of God. In this case, Jesus quotes Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Why does Jesus use scripture? Can he not speak his own words? Well, he could, but this is the way Jesus thinks. This is who he is. As he says here, he lives by the word that comes from his Father. Now, when I think of a living liturgy, a practice of this life, this living way always directs me back to God. And I can't think of any other, any better way than this to live based on God's word. Now, each day our world throws to us a myriad of words. We're drowning in a swamp of information. And at the same time, we wonder what is true. What should we live by? What do we trust? What if the word of God became the vocabulary of our hearts? What if as these moments come into our lives, we responded with thoughts shaped by the Word of God? One of the best books I read in 2017 was entitled Perfectly Human by a woman named Sarah Williams. This book is a deeply personal account of Sarah and her husband Paul as they come to terms with the heartbreak 
of having a deeply broken baby. As I read her story, I found woven into her distress and grieving and loss the words of Scripture. You see, God's Word was the framework for their lives, opening a window into the will of God and providing them the sustaining comfort of the Holy Spirit. Now, this didn't mean that the pain and heartbreak dissipated and everything was okay. No, it was more than that. God transformed this moment in their lives into beauty through his life-sustaining word. So I began to wonder, what would it look like to have God's word so deeply driven into my heart? You see, that's the purpose of this time. Now we need to remember it's not about learning scripture per se. It's about knowing God, hearing from him, walking and living in his truth, and over time coming to know his ways. This is where we build trust in him and confidence in his goodness. That's because Sarah will tell you the pain is going to come. Where will you be then? This is where Jesus was. He was in the wilderness, alone and hungry. How would he be able to survive the schemes of the tempter? When he had no bread, he had something even more important. He had the word of God. And that's what you have. This is why we want to start the day with God's word before we get a word from anyone else. Then as we head through our days to consider, well, what does God have to say about this? How does his word address this? Let's pray. Lord, we are awash in information, but truth is almost nowhere to be found. We have access to Wikipedia. We can find almost anything using Google. At the same time, we hunger for the way of life. Show me how your word can be my food, nourishing and sustaining me through each day. For I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.